0: And I'm alive in Christ, but I struggle with fear, anger, and people-pleasing and codependency. I'm here to share with you God's story of redemption in my life. As I begin this morning, will you join me in prayer? Our most gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you today with thanksgiving in my heart. I am thankful that you looked down from heaven and saw my wounded heart. Thank you for taking me in when I was weak and that you called me unto you. Lord, today I ask that you give me the strength to stand before this church and tell them of my redemption story. I only ask that you be glorified by my weakness. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. In the summer of 2014, my life as I knew it began to unravel. The struggles I was facing was like any others I had faced in the past. I had become ill this time. I spent all summer long going from doctor to doctor searching for answers it was finally determined that I had a blood clotting disorder. And after two surgeries, I was still weak, tired, and in pain. During this stage of my life, I found myself alone in my depression and thoughts. My life was in the midst of turmoil, personal changes, and stress like I had never felt before. I really believed that I, I would never be happy again. In the past, when I would encounter a problem or a challenge in my life, I would always find a way to get myself together and move forward. I had a grin and bear it mentality. In my past, I had dealt with the history of chaos and struggles, so I knew exactly how I should respond. I continually faced challenges head-on, and I would continually power through them, just so I could live to fight another day. But this time it was different. This time I had no strength or energy to power through anything. I had no will or desire to keep fighting. I was tired of fighting my way through life. I was literally at the end of my rope. I began to question why was I here? Everything that I loved held dear and worked so hard to protect over the years had seemed to move on without me. I asked myself, what is the point of going on? Do I have it in me to go on? Over the years, I felt as though I had overcome things that had brought weaker people to their knees. I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't overcome this obstacle why couldn't I get past my day-to-day struggles I had felt lonely before I had experienced issues with my marriage before I had worked in a stressful career my entire life in these moments everything seemed so overwhelming everything had escalated to the point that I had now experienced a new low in my past I had overcome sexual abuse as a child I had conquered anorexia and bulimia I had found ways to control my anxiety and fear of others you see I was tough I approached every situation in my life as an obstacle to overcome nothing was going to stand in my way with each passing year the struggle of each mounting obstacle had made me bitter and angry my life was so hard it always felt like an uphill battle I often wondered if life was supposed to be this difficult. I had become an angry, pessimistic person. I became extremely jealous of others, not because of their wealth or success, but of how easily life seemed for them to be. My heart became dark and cold. I desperately cried out to God so many times, asking him to fix my situation, and it was as if he was silent. I never seemed to hear anything from him. See, as a child, I grew up in a very legalistic church. So I assumed that God wasn't hearing me because I wasn't good enough. I had probably said a curse word that day. Perhaps I had gotten too mad at someone or was wearing too much eyeshadow. That was the way that my mind thought. Because of my lifestyle, I had convinced myself that God wasn't listening to my cries. My view of God was that of a distant genie in a bottle. If I was good enough, then I could ask and He would grant me a wish. If not, I could be smited. The God that I perceived in my mind was an angry God. He was sitting on his throne just waiting for me to make a mistake so he could strike me dead. This may seem crazy, but this had become my reality. I felt that I had to fight my way to the top of everything in order to please God. I had to become the best in order to get any blessings in my life. So I worked on being perfect. And we know, we all know that did not turn out well. It actually backfired. It just left me feeling inadequate, helpless, and unworthy of anything from anyone, especially God. I had no idea, I had no idea how well God knew me. That he would slowly and meticulously remove everything that I loved and cherished. He removed every distraction and idol out of the way before I would truly come to Him. He created the perfect storm in my life so that He would be glorified. God heard every cry. He saw every tear. In all of my hurt, and all of my wrongdoing, God was showing His unfailing mercy to me. He knew that because of my attitude to power through all obstacles, that He had to remove my physical strength in order to get me to my knees. Second Corinthians 12:9. but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will bo- boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me in the midst of the raging storm inside of me I began coming to Stone Point I remember watching several of the people that I knew who had recently begun going to the new regeneration ministry at first I thought Regen was for those struggling with addictions but as I continued to watch from a distance I saw people coming out of regeneration with a renewed hope. They were cheerful and joyful. I saw people who were once in darkness experience the light of Jesus. I saw the smiling faces of those who I used to see suffering in their ministry. I needed hope for a better life, and I saw what I desired in their lives and on their faces. I wanted what they had so badly that I, be, that I began attending the ministry on Monday evenings as well. The first thing that I remember learning was that, that we... The first thing that I remember learning was that we must admit we are powerless over our addictions and sin patterns. That hit me so hard. You see, I was powerless in so many ways at this point in my life. I was broken and weak. Interesting enough, step two encourages us to believe that God is the one, is the only one whose power can fully restore us. I wanted restoration in my soul. I wanted a new heart and mind. I wanted to be whole. My challenge during this time was that I still thought if I could just be a better version of myself that God would change my circumstances. I really believed that if I changed my behaviors that I'd be worthy enough for God to hear me. When I got to step four, which which encourages participants to take a moral and fearless moral inventory of their lives, it was during this step that I became increasingly aware of my part in all my pain and anger. I realized that not all of my problems were caused by others, but a large part of the problem was me. James 4, 1 through 2. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. As I've already mentioned, my heart was broken and lost. The chaos in my own life was because I didn't know Jesus and didn't have him at the center of my life. I had put unrealistic expectations on myself and others I had created idols in many of my relationships when those relationships fell apart so did I my world was full of anger bitterness and resentment I had continually put everything above God my life was out of order because God was not first on my list in the midst of my pain I began to call upon the Lord and ask him to reveal himself to me I needed his wisdom and direction to help stop my pain and chaos in Lamentations 3:55 through 58, the prophet Jeremiah called on God for help in the midst of Israel's trouble. Though at one time he felt like God was his adversary, he came to experience God's favor and hope. As I reflect on these verses, I too have experienced God's relief and redemption. It says, I called upon your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near when I called you and you said, do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case. You redeemed my life. During step five of regeneration, I learned what it's like to begin confession. During this time in my journey, I began to see how Christ viewed me. I started to understand that Christ loved me because he created me in his image. He did not love me more or less because of what I could or could not accomplish. There was no amount of good works that I could do to impress him. My redemption had nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. For the first time in my life, I understood that Christ loved me and that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139. I understood that if I was the only one that he had ever created, that he still would have died for me. In my weakness, Christ drew me to himself. His love for me, he allowed me to go my own way for so many years. And then I had no, when I had nowhere else to turn at the end of the dead end road, he was there to welcome me home. Christ pursued me, and I trusted in Jesus Christ for my salvation. I ask him to rule over my life, and as I stand here today, I declare to you that he is now my father, my savior, and my friend. He is the God that lifts me up when I am down. He holds my hand when I am afraid. He quiets the anger and the bitterness. He is the God who promises to never leave nor forsake me. Jesus took a broken, wounded heart and healed it. He took my anger and he gave me joy. He took my loneliness and he gave me sisters in Christ. He took my fear of loss and he gave me a church family. He took my pain and he gave me hope. Jesus will take all of the hurt that you give him and can miraculously recreate your brokenness and turn it into a precious gift of grace and redemption. He gave me the gift of a new perspective. He placed in me a care and compassion for others. The greatest gift is that he gave me a future promise of eternal life with him. 1 Peter 1, 3-5 states, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercies, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time Christ has offered me grace and mercy so many times in my life but I was unable to see it 1st Corinthians two fourteen says the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned thankfully God removed my blinders and I can see I have a peace today a peace that passes all understanding I am not perfect, nor do I profess to be. But if Christ can take a broken, fearful, angry, bitter, neglected, confused woman with multiple struggles and change her into a thankful, compassionate, joyful, loving, and patient person, then he can change you too. He knows all of us, and he desires that we would all come to him. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Please do not wait for the perfect storm in your life before you come to Christ. He wants you now, just as you are. Will you pray with me? Dear Father, thank you for always allowing me to share my story, for giving me the courage to stand before this church and then tell them about your great love. Lord, it is truly your great love that draws us to you, Lord. I thank you for everything that you've done for me. In Christ Jesus' name, amen.